Hey, this is Mr. Anderson Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Perfect Secrets of WCW Nitro. New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report and Mark Rimondi from MMAFighting.com. You can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. Host of the Wrestle Rant Radio Show and Mark Raimondi, senior something for MMAfighting.com. Mark, at Mark underscore Raimondi. My man, how you doing? You going to issue a correction on that introduction, Randy? If you give me... Because that was, uh, that was half-assed to the max. To the max. Hey, the way you played heel last week, I think, I think, I think it's fair game. What do you mean played heel? You I was just being. Heel. I was just honestly airing out my grievances about this program because you didn't eat. That's why. Plus, you were upset. I read. I read answers from good fans of ours about the NWO DX, and you got tired about after the tenth response. <laughs> I think Johnny had the best line of the week on Twitter. That <laughs> he did a day, twenty four hours later. He said <laughs> that I think Randy's still reading those responses. John, see, Johnny's right. my Johnny's my guy. That's my guy now. That's my Love man. Love Johnny. Right. And you know what? Shout out to Johnny. And you know what? I got one more response. Hold up. At NWO. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, deputy <laughs> managing editor for SB Nation's MMA Fighting, Mr. Mark Raimondi. There you go. That's better. You sound so thrilled to be here, man. Always thrilled to talk to you, gentlemen. The way you sound is like how. We all watch Raw and SmackDown every Monday and Tuesday. That's how we feel. <laughs> on the edge of your seat, you know, just hanging on every word, every promo, every amazing five-star classic. On match. the edge of my seat? No, I'm talking about more like fucking standing up away from the TV, just putting put the shit on mute. Or fast forward like I just did now. I fast forward through Raw and SmackDown on my DVR. I didn't stop it one time. You mean the $2.35 billion property that That's is... Right. The WWE's broadcast package. How dare you? That's Randy right. Cruz. I my fast forwardness contributed to that two point three rating they got. Whatever it is, <laughs> I wanted to take an extra rating for fast forwarding because it's going so Dude, fast. They, they, they might DVR that that counts too. I don't, I don't know how it works, but it if you counts. if you tape it on it DVR counts. and watch it, it, it counts for for something. Whether you fast it forward or not, counts. it it does or does it. No, no, it, it counts. It counts. Okay. Um, speaking of Raw SmackDown, real quick, I don't think anything happened on Raw SmackDown to talk about. I know they, they're trying to, you know, play up to Money in the Bank. Sasha Banks is the last woman uh, entered into that Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Samoa Joe gets in the ladder match for the men's side, um, defeating Danny Bryan, a big cast. From what I saw in the fast forwardness, uh, Samoa Joe won the match. Um, so pretty much. Those matches are pretty much set, right, Graham, as far as the Money in the Bank matches are concerned? 
Yes, they are. Bearing any injuries, I would assume that they will not be changing, which is good because both lineups, I mean, I mean, the undercard, you know, leaves something to be desired. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, who gives a shit. But I think the two <laughs> ladder matches sell themselves. So I'm looking forward to the show for those matches alone. Well, Graham, you should give a shit because aren't you going to Chicago for this event? I am, but that doesn't mean I won't be uh, <laughs> sitting. Uh, I'll be sitting on the edge of my seat for Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Oh my fucking god! Come on, Jesus Graham. Why, I, I, out the entire card, you got to mention Reigns. Why don't you mention the Bludgeon Brothers and, and Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson? Why you got to mention Reigns match? Jesus Christ. Reigns. I mean, half the card is is th- Carmella and Oscar. Carmella and Oscar. Who cares? Who gives a shit? This company has to know their audience. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought you liked Oscar. I love Oscar. Carmella does nothing for me. I'm sorry. She does. She fucking shit the bed of backlash. And I don't know. I think on the mic she's good, but as champion, eh, she's not, not as good about that. that. This company has got to know that they got to know their audience here. They got to know they'll be in Chicago. They got to mm-hmm. put forth the best possible effort. We're on fucking Cameron, North Carolina here, people. We're not in. Some stupid ass city in Mississippi. Nothing against Mississippi, but they don't have the hottest crowds in there. Mm. Just saying. Hey, listen. I think. Um, listen. Damn. I mean. <laughs> I mean. I, I might be wrong, but Mark, in Chicago, they like the heels, and that Carmella uh, Oscar match. I I won't be surprised if they if they cheer Carmella in that match. I that would shock the hell out of me. Really, they like the heels when they're good. Oh, exactly. God. I'm sorry, Mark. and I you know, and I and I like Carmella. Don't get me wrong. I like her character, uh, her character work, and I like her her promos. But uh, as an as an in ring uh, worker, yeah, I mean, she's not. She sucks. I'm not, sorry. I mean, she's not good. Not, oh. She's not awesome. I'm sorry, man. But she 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 has a character. So for me, I'm more character driven and wrestling in the ring part two. For me, you guys are wrestling in the ring one character character two. Well, yeah, it's got to be wrestling. even wrestling it's you know i don't know the whole beat i don't i beat sharon left Flair. like who gives a shit like you're not you're not doing anything for me honey so it's time to move on so i hope oscar beats the shit out of her in five minutes and we can all move on i don't know the women's division just does nothing for me when you have a fucking dance off between naomi and lana on smackdown who fucking cares i i did i did see that during the fast forward and and i saw real quick she was doing um Lana was doing the spinner Rooney. I was like, oh, okay. And then she was doing some dance thing with Naomi. I was like, okay. And I kept fast forwarding. Um, but I mean, like, <laughs> do, do you do you think Oscar's going to lose two in a row? Or do you think Carmella's going to. I think that'll be. It? There's going to be some sort of fuck finish. I mean, they're not going to have Oscar lose clean again. She's really lost a lot of momentum compared oh, to right God before forbid. WrestleMania. God forbid she and lost it, two in a row. It's it's not a matter of oh she's undefeated so she's not the same which is true to an extent but the aftermath was so lackluster like she lost to Charlotte and then she wasn't on TV for like no joke like three weeks and then when she came back she did nothing she lost to the fucking Iconics who are two losers at this point and then she gets a title shot out of nowhere so I mean the the whole thing with Oscar that she now she feels like any other woman on the roster that's the exact thing that I fear that she would become at some point that's exactly what happened. To what to lose to Charlotte, who hasn't been on TV because she busted a boob a month ago? Like, I feel like it was a waste, but I don't know. Just my two cents. Anyways, we have eight matches so far on this card. Uh, I know we'll do the prediction in about a week or so, whatever the card. Uh, when is it? It is May thirtieth right now, so June seventeenth. So uh, three more weeks before Money in the Bank. Um, eight matches: Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn, Bludgeon Brothers against uh, Lou Gallows and Carl. 
Can't wait for that. Reigns and Gender, Carmella, Asuka, Nia Jackson, Rousey, AJ Nakamura, and the two Money to Bank matches. Um, Ember Moon, Charlotte, Alexa, Becky, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, Sasha, Braun, Finn, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, KO, Samoa Joe, and either Big E, Kofi Kingston, or Xavier Woods. Um, I do want to backtrack to Nia Jackson, Rousey, Mark, um, you got to help me out here, man. I mean, I did, you know what? I did stop Raw for this segment because, you know, any, anytime Rousey's on, I'm going to watch. But this thing right here where Nia is like has a, the opponent in the ring, she's mocking Rousey's moves and telling, basically saying, any move you put on me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick out or I'm not going to submit with your arm bar or whatever the shit is called. And then Rousey gets up. From the from the commentator area, she gets in the ring. She don't say a word. Nia says Nia does all the talking, and she walks out. And I'm like, I, I, again, I'm at home. I'm like, all right, so you're gonna have Rousey be there, say whatever on commentary, go in the ring to talk to Nia Jackson. She don't say one word, and then, whoop, that was it. Um, at some point, Mark, are, are you more? Like kind of scratching your head of how they're portraying Ronda Rousey on live television. I actually didn't hate that segment. I thought it was a pretty decent segment if you're looking at it in a vacuum. What what I what I mean by that is it doesn't necessarily make sense for Nia Jax and her character because she was a pretty, I mean she was a she was like a, a sympathetic baby face. Uh-huh. Like last, like last week, and uh, and 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 the the angle with with Alexa Bliss and the whole storyline was that she was being bullied by Alexa Bliss, and then she went out and she basically bullied this uh, this jobber, this this woman's jobber, by beating her up as kind of a demonstration for Rousey. So it didn't. It, I mean, I thought I thought Nia Jax was good in the segment. I thought she yeah. was actually pretty good. Uh, but it just didn't make sense for her character. But I mean, again, like the actual segment, like if I if I did not watch any WWE TV and I and I sat down and I watched that segment, I would say, okay, that was actually pretty pretty good. It actually gets me kind of more excited for the fight, for the match, because it, it did it did make Nia Jax kind of seem like a legitimate threat to Rousey, because we know we already know Rousey is uh, you know a, a a UFC champion, blah 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 that that whole that whole deal. Right. Um. So I, I actually liked the segment. I just didn't think it fit with who Nia Jax was. It was not, it was the continuity as far as her character was lacking, but just that segment alone I thought was actually pretty well done. Graham? Yeah, I agree to an extent. I thought it was a weird segment from Nia's standpoint, like Mark said. I thought as a way to hype up the title match, I don't think it got me as hyped up for the match as last week's contract signing did. This whole feud has been very back and forth because the way they set it up was beyond lazy with that pre-taped segment on the fucking red carpet with the terrible acting. The contract signing was much better. This was kind of in the middle. Um, I think Rousey's been playing her role well. Um, I think she's been coming along really, really well, especially since WrestleMania and people are just going wild for every single time she comes out. And the fact, I think you said it right there, Randy, the fact that you stop and watch her segments, um, despite the fact that you'll fast forward through most of Raw and SmackDown Mm -hmm. goes to show that she still has that must see presence about her, despite the fact that she's on the show pretty much every single week, which she should be, because if she wasn't, then people would compare her to Brock Lesnar and how often she would, would she be around if she ends up winning the championship and winning the bank? I think it's smart to have her on the show. 
show every single week, but she doesn't need to be in five segments or be shown backstage 20 times. I think they're utilizing her perfectly. I thought this was a good use of her. She didn't have to say anything on commentary. Came out, confronted Nia Jax, and that was it. The Nia Jax stuff just bothers me to no end just because she was doing the whole bullying thing, like Mark said. Yeah. And now she's doing the bullying herself. So it's it's really weird. It just really goes to show that they're very lazy with the writing of their women and really just anyone on their show. Just not a woman thing. It really goes for anyone on their programming. Um, but as a segment, I thought it was fine. I mean, also, too, it should also be noted that apparently the whole story of this feud is that Ronda says all it takes is one arm bar for me to break your arm and take your title. And now Nia Jax is saying... I can I can thwart your arm bar. It doesn't, you know, I, I can reverse it, whatever. Wasn't this the same story they had told with Asuka like two months ago where the whole thing was like, oh, Asuka can't break my arm because she's too small, and then Asuka beat her anyway like twice? So I don't really understand that aspect of it, and I'm not too confident that their match is going to be all that good. They needed someone to be a heel because a babyface versus babyface, Ronda versus Nia match is not compelling at all. So they needed to turn Nia heel. But then why turn why fucking turn her baby face in the first place? So they don't really they don't really think this shit through. It's like really why even bother taking the title off of Alexa Bliss? Because if Alexa Bliss had never let go of that championship that she had held since like September, and um, she had been champion up until this point, mm-hmm. the champion that continues to you know overcome the odds and escape with her title intact at every single turn, and then Ronda Rousey like that were that one sequence where they had a couple weeks ago where she was like chasing her around the ring. I think that would have been a lot better. The match may not have been great, but the story would have been way easier to tell. So I don't know. I thought the segment was fine. There are better ways for them to tell the story with Ronda Rousey going for her first championship at Money in the Bank, but so far so decent. I mean, you must have been happy because there was no Roman Reigns on Raw. Graham, so you must have been thrilled. I, you know what the thing is with Roman Reigns. I'm not a Roman Reigns hater. It's really just how they use him. It, I don't think it made the show any better. The fact that he wasn't on. I honestly believe that. I think it's more Roman Reigns is not a bad thing. It's really just how they use him. It's not the fact that Roman Reigns is like oh change the channel worthy. It's the fact of the shit that he's put in. The stuff with Jinder has not been bad because honestly, to Jinder's uh. credit, he and Rollins. People will poop all over gender, and I will too. But that match with Rollins, largely because of Rollins, was very good on Monday. It was probably one of the best things on the entire show. Mm-hmm. And the Elias attack was also good. Um, I completely forgot that Roman wasn't even on the show. And even without Roman, I won't say, oh my god, two thumbs up, best Raw in years. It's like the show still <laughs> sucked. The show was still fucking very missable. Roman Reigns or no Roman Reigns. And it's really just their creative. It doesn't matter if someone's on the show or they're not, they aren't on the show. Like they just the writing of these raws is just not good. Like I don't care to see the fucking B team in a barbecue and all this other shit. Like Roman Reigns or not, but um, I, uh, yeah, this show yeah. just did nothing for me on the whole this week. A, a a barbecue with uncooked food. You saw that, right? Awful. Oh, terrible. terrible. Um, so I, I would assume, Mark, we're, we're in line, you know, because Jinder lost the title match against Seth. He'll get Roman, and I think down the road you're gonna get a. Seth and Elias kind of feud, right? Because of what happened on Raw on Monday? It certainly seems that way. Uh, hopefully their uh, their facial hair kind of uh, it gets differentiated at some oh, point man. because they look very similar, both those guys facially, uh, with their with their tans and their and their beards and their long hair and their and their long dark hair. 
but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. I mean, honestly, Seth Rollins is making everyone look good right now. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I mean, you can put a, you can throw like the ring bell in there, and he'd probably have like a four star match with it. So, uh, I'm, I'm super high on Rollins. I think he's been the best wrestler in WWE on the main, on the main roster all year. Uh, probably second only to Johnny Gargano overall. I would, I would say. Um. Hey, Graham, did you hear this little rumor that the, the again, I, I'm not sure if it's true or not, can't find it yet, but it's, people are saying that The Undertaker has Instagram now. You're going to follow him? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Just because I don't have an account. I don't have an, I don't have an Instagram. I, will, I, I refuse. Snapchat, though. So, Graham, you- the the real story though is that he's always had an Instagram account. It's just been a burner account, like the, like the seventy <laughs> six right. like president Brian Colangelo. Oh man, that was crazy. it's like MAGA WWE three four eight six seven is is the oh, username. Yeah. A, a, a dead man, uh, one forever, or some shit like that. At Second Amendment, stand for the national anthem yeah. dot com. So, ne- like so neither one of you have Instagram, or Mark, you got one, right? I've got, I've, I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you got, you got a burner Instagram account? No, I have two. I don't. I do not have a burner Instagram account. Uh, I have two regular. I have one. For, I have one for my my personal life mm-hmm. and one for work. Right. Sounds nice. Sounds cute. Um, so, are, <laughs> so like, are, Randy, are you, when you become <laughs> as big of a star as I am, you need to kind oh of separate these here, parts here, of here your life. Come, he'll remind me. He'll remind he's coming up. It it, it, it only took you uh, almost eighteen minutes. Let's move on. All right. Are you going to follow Taker <laughs> on Instagram? No, right? God no. Probably not. Um, Lord no. So on this card, we don't see as we predicted. Um, no universal championship match as of now. So Brock is 422 days into his, his reign as universal champion, likely breaking CM Punk's record with four, whatever. If, what's Punk's record? 434 or something like that? 0-1. Oh, I told oh, God. Okay, non-UFC. What's the, what's the championship record for, for Punk? 434. 434. So you talk about 14 more days, 12 more days for, for Brock to break well, that. Technically, technically, okay. Brock is the universal champion. So Punk is still the longest reigning WWE champion of the last 25 years. And Asuka still has the longest reign of anyone uh, in, in the last 25 yeah. years, too, with like 500 fucking something days. Uh, so, beat, which Brock yeah. will probably also be. Yeah, Asuka has a bigger streak than Goldberg, which I, I only saw like seven of her matches on, 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 on NXT. But you know, you know they're going to make a big deal, Brock Lesnar, with the longest reign of any championship title uh, belt. In the company, 434, whatever. My thought was, by the time you get to Money in the Bank, that's 12 more days. By the time Money in the Bank comes, he would have already broken that record of the longest reign of, of any title in the company. Uh, you know, I, they are going to make a big deal, but I mean, I just I think it's a little disappointing to not have Brock at Money in the Bank since it is Chicago, wild crowd. I guess they just not they just not they just did not have anybody to go up against them in. The question is, when's the next time you're gonna see Brock? SummerSlam? Because we know it, it ain't gonna be that fucking July pay per view. That's a good question. Probably. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. 
Maybe it'll be July. I, I think he uh, he did work last July, right? Wasn't that his match? Uh, I want to say that was his match against Samoa Joe, wasn't it, last July? Oh, you mean, yeah. you mean the all-time right, yeah. great, uh, great balls of fire. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Yo, listen, if I see that pay-per-view on the card this year, listen, man. Listen, bring back the old school name, Great Balls of Fire. Come on now. <laughs> We're not and the doing show that. was good, too. The show was really good. It was? It was. It was a very good show. I honestly remember that being one of the better Raw exclusive events they ever did. To mind, that's just me, though. But I remember like okay, everything. Hold on. So that's- At the Money in the Bank, we have the UK Championship Tournament. Um, that that's a network thing. That's not really that's a, a network. Then we have Extreme Rules. Yeah, who cares? Huh. Um, and that's and then SummerSlam, and, that and then is, Hell in a Cell is in September too. July. So yeah, there is no there is it, that pay per view was so great, Graham, that it's not coming back. Ah, just the name was terrible. <laughs> Extreme Rules. Um, what else did I have? Um, I mean, so. So you mentioned Raw earlier, Mark. Uh, they're going to stay on USA, NBC, you know, Universal, whatever, for five years for – what's the number, uh, Mark? What's the number? Five years. I know, the, the money. A lot. A, a lot, lot of, money. of money. So basically five uh, years. It's um, two point it's a lot of something, money. right? Yeah, I just had it too. It's like 2500000000 or something like that, so yeah. The, the so full, the full package between Fox – for SmackDown, uh, USA for Raw, over five years, the total is going to be, I think, two point three five billion dollars. So NBCU is going to pay Raw or WWE two hundred and sixty-five million dollars per year, year. right? Hmm. For five years. For so five years, two point three five billion over five years. Let alone two point whatever billion for SmackDown going to Fox for five years. So, um, last week we we, we kind of had a little thought that maybe Fox would get both Raw and SmackDown, but that's that's not the case. Fox will get SmackDown, Raw will stay on USA. Uh, now we know that both moves are official. Graham, I start with you. Um, again, what's the impact now that Raw is going to be on USA for five more years with for two point whatever billion dollars? Does it change anything for Raw staying on USA and uh, SmackDown going to Fox? Not really. I mean, I, I mean, you can just listen to my thoughts on this from last week because we pretty much yeah. talked about it with SmackDown and the impact of a, you know the blue brand move and possibly Fridays. I literally just read two seconds ago on my Twitter timeline that it looks like I don't see the source here. I think it's from WrestlingNews.co that uh, SmackDown on Fox would remain live. That's huge. Because on Fridays, I did not think that would be the case. Or I mean, again, it's not confirmed they're going into Fridays, but it was strongly suggested. Um, so I'm hoping that they that that is the case, and whatever day it's on, hopefully it's Thursdays, not fucking Fridays, that it will be live. But with the raw deal, with the raw deal, all I will say to add to what I said last week is basically it's the same thing when it comes to SmackDown. I don't think much will change, but. I mean, the product now has not been great for a while. I mean, at some point, it's been better than it has been recently. Like, before WrestleMania, I thought it was at least good, if not bearable. And now it's just just it's completely missable. But kind of thinking it over, and this really is not that bold of a prediction or a thought or whatever, but just the fact that does it feel like anyone else, to, to, does it feel like to anyone else that now that they have their money deal secured with both Fox and NBCU, 
that they're just going to coast on this shit until the new deal goes into effect because they're making so much fucking money and they've been coasting for a while because they have no competition. Let's face it. There is zero competition for WWE. Mm. They're just going to, they're just going to coast even more and do the fucking barbecue shit and the Lashley sister segments and whatever. And bad creative is bad creative, but they have no motivation and have no real incentive to put forth better programming because why the fuck should they? Because they're making all this money from the people who from the people who matter. Us complaining on Twitter and on fucking all the social media platforms don't matter apparently. So why even bother? So I, I fear that the Raw will stay in this stagnant spot for a while, if not for the foreseeable future. I guess we'll see. But that was really just the only new thought that I had compared to last week. Mark. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no real incentive to change anything. If basically these two these two networks are backing up the Brinks truck and just dumping a ridiculous amount of cash in in front of Titan Tower in Stanford, Connecticut, I mean, what what why change it up when you're you're getting two point three five billion dollars over the next five years? Maybe if if ratings are stagnant in the next three and a half years or or whatever three years, then maybe they're going to want to try to do something different to try to get that next TV deal. But you never know. I mean, five years, is, is, it could be a whole different world. I mean, I don't think cable will be consumed the way it is now. It's already kind of going away the way that we knew it when, when we were all younger. Everyone, Everyone's cutting the cord. Everyone is doing more uh, you know, digital streaming and that, that sort of thing. In five years, maybe everything's on the WWE Network. Who knows? But, yeah, I think, I think Graham's point is right. There's not much incentive right now to make Raw better when – we, you have this product, right? And people are complaining about it, of course, as, as Graham said. It's, it's not great. But, I mean, the, the, the results speak for themselves as far as the money goes. I mean, what, what, I mean, what could you do better? The, the amount of money they're making is insane. And they completely blew the UFC out of the water on this broadcast deal. I mean, it wasn't even – I mean, they're making like almost $1 billion more total than – the UFC, which is it's shocking how much better they did. I mean, they took they took the UFC to school on on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, when you go through the numbers and see what NBCU was offering the company first until Fox came in, I think the original money they were go- they were coming in with was three hundred and sixty million for ten years, and Fox up the ante. Um, it, it, it's a lot. <clears throat> A lot of money, man. And I wish <laughs> I was getting some of that money. I know you guys wish you were getting some of that money, but um, five years for more for more Raw in USA, I and also uh, SmackDown going to Fox. Whether it's live two hours, or whatever. As long as SmackDown stays at two hours, it could be live. Um, there's nothing that I've seen that makes Raw go. To two hours, I think it'll be. I think it'll stay for, stay for three hours, um, especially if, if NBC is paying that kind of money. And then when you see the cage cage side and Bleacher Report stuff saying that somebody from Fox told Mc, the McMahons that NBC was kind of embarrassed um, at your product, um, I think that kind of struck a nerve with them. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll change anything. That's what Graham said. Like it, it's probably not a big deal until they really start changing, you know, their product or what they're portraying on TV to get more realistic and come to the times of, you know, what we see on TV now. But 
Uh, I think it's a cool deal to, for whatever reasons. But as far as going forward and how they really change, I, like like Ram said, as long as they don't coast until the 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 the, the, the new year, uh, the new year, the new deal kicks in, and that's when they start doing different kind of shit. No, start start doing that as quickly as possible. So by the time SmackDown gets to Fox, or by the time Raw ch- changes up uh, their new deal, uh, fans can see a, a difference in the product. But I think everything's gonna gonna you know remain the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you sound like Sami Zayn. Yep. You sound like Kevin Owens now. No. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you guys this. Um, how about how about Kim Kardashian going to the White House today? How about that? She did for what? How about that for what? To to uh, to speak about prison reform, of course, Randy. Listen, man, I'm not I'm not on my phone on Twitter and social media all day. I don't know what's going on. We have this going on. We have NBA Finals going on. We got a, 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 a nice rap beef going on between Pusha and Drake. Oh, yeah. I was following that uh, you know, yesterday, too. There's a lot going and, uh, on. That, that's pretty, that was pretty, uh, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's getting very intense, very, uh, you know, very nice competitive competition was, going on. That was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah, but, but, but you know Drake is going to come back, and they'll go back and forth. And, we'll, you know, Kanye is supposed to come out with an album on Friday, supposedly, but we'll see how all, that goes. All of this stuff, all everything that happens in the world, it, it's literally like the entire world is just pro wrestling, right? I mean, everything's pro wrestling. Fuck everything. Like, like, Pusha uh, T and Drake are just cutting promos on each other. Yeah. You know, you got, you got you know, Trump co- uh, coming out there at his rallies and just cutting, he's basically just cutting promos. It's all BS. It's all, it's all a character, you know? It's not, it's yeah. not real. It's all, it's all crap. They're cutting promos. You uh, have uh, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. And uh, I mean, it's just the, every the whole world is freaking. Uh, I mean, Kim Kardashian's going to the, the you know, the the the, the White House. I mean, everything mm. is pro wrestling. It's all it's all a circus. They're cutting promos. Uh, um, game seven between Cleveland and Boston um, before the tip off. They were playing Triple H's theme music. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I, like LeBron's shaking hands, whatever. And all you hear in the background is time to play the game. I'm like, oh shit! Like really? Game seven. So like, Kevin Hart got a commercial with with uh, Mean Gene, and he's pretending to be the Macho Man. I'm like, everything is wrestling, no matter what it is. It, it's just like you mentioned with Drake and Pusha. It's back and forth. Drake, you know, Pusha did. Pusha started it. On Raw, and Drake did his thing on SmackDown, and run push it came back on Raw, and it's gonna go back and forth. And you know, as long as they keep it cordial and respectful to some degree, and nobody gets hurt, then I'll be fine. But uh, Graham, are you following uh, this Drake Pusha rap beef going on? The only way I'm following <laughs> it is just through people talking about it on Twitter. That's all I know. No, I tried to look into it, I see the memes. That's that's all I see. I'm really kind of lost in the whole thing. Speaking of Pusha, Pusha went in, man. Yeah. He went in. Was he talking, talking about his kid or something like talking that? Talking about or? his illegit, his yeah. alleged illegitimate kid. Oh man, it was. Jesus. It was rough. It was rough stuff. Speaking this is of better. Her. This is better writing than fucking scripting than uh, than the shit that we see in Ron's oh, background. Oh, come on, man. Way it's, it's tremendous. You, you tremendous can't. You can't write man. this. You can't write this. Amazing. I mean, you can. I mean, you can. 
<laughs> you well, can, but you, they, they just don't want to. Speaking of everything is wrestling, you know, somebody I follow, I forgot who it was, was like, you know, trying to tie in wrestling with basketball, saying that, you know, people hate that, you know, people are comparing, you know, oh, I hate the Warriors and Cavaliers being the NBA Finals four years in a row. We saw this already. Come on now to like Roman Reigns main events in WrestleMania. That's what, that, that's what I saw. So every time, every time, every time the Cavaliers and the Warriors main main evented, every time the Cavs and Warriors played in the NBA Finals, the WrestleMania of that year, Roman Reigns main evented WrestleMania. So it wasn't me. Somebody I, I follow and said, "Hey, the Warriors and Cavs are look are beginning to look like Roman Reigns main eventing WrestleMania every single year." And I'm like. I mean, okay, it, you know, but one's scripted, one's not. Warriors and Cavs, you never know who's going to make the finals. Roman Reigns could main event WrestleMania next year as we know it right now. But kind of tie in how everything is pro wrestling related, I thought that was, that was pretty funny and cool. I actually had the exact same thought. Really? Not, not, that, I, not, that, I, not that I was like against it or anything because obviously, I mean, uh, that's the way it goes. It's, 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 not, a, it's not a work sport. It's a real sport, but uh, I had the same thought. Like, oh, it's almost like uh, people are complaining the way that they would complain seeing the same main event over and over again. Yeah, well, it's like, um, it's like the people who are complaining that that New Japan is doing Okada versus Omega again. Like, well, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I did want to ask you guys this too because I, I saw it somewhere last week. Um. And it kind of ties into what you guys keep saying. Like Graham said earlier, earlier, the product is not very good. Every single week is the same old shit. They're not progressing. You know, that that's one person's opinion. Many fans out there feel like this is a great time in wrestling, a great era, great roster, talent, whatever. Oh, it is. It is. They're just not. I mean, in WWE, I'm just. I'm not saying the product is going to be shit forever. Mm. I think this is one of the best roster. One of the best rosters this company, if not the best roster this company has ever had in terms of talent. The best. And it's a great time in wrestling. You know, in general, it absolutely is. If you consider Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, everything. But just in WWE, just the week to week programming is an issue. But the the company is not in a bad state at all. No, no, no. I mean, the fucking money deal says it all. But NXT is still amazing. We talked about it over text, and Mark and I can can agree on this. Two hundred five live this week was fucking awesome. So people need to stop watching you know, fucking Raw and SmackDown and the shit that we see on <laughs> Raw every single week. Take that time that you're spending to watch the Lashley sister segment or the barbecue shit, and take that time and watch Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy on two hundred five live. But that's that's just my opinion. Well, I haven't seen 205 Live since the day it debuted, so I'm I'm all out with that. (laughs) That match was tremendous. It was great. It was great. So, Mark, let me me throw something at you. I know we're going to wrap up pretty soon because there's nothing else to really talk about. I I told you in the text I'm I'm, going to throw some random shit at you, and it kind of correlates to what I seen online a couple days ago. I I forgot where it was. But since you... Since you've seen that era, top to bottom, like me, and I, I, I'll get to Graham in a second. Seeing what you see now, the, the roster, the talent, how they portray stuff, the writing, everything. Um, if I throw at you right now, the Attitude Era, overrated, properly rated, underrated. 
Well, I mean, I, I think I have a number of opinions about that. I think uh, it really depends on what you're, how you're rating it. What are you rating it on? As far as popularity, crossing over to the mainstream, ratings, things like that, merchandise sales, uh, uh, mainstream stars, the Attitude Era is is not is certainly not overrated. I think it's it's rated correctly in terms of uh, influence and in terms of popularity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Although I, but I will say that I think it is it's overrated uh, as far as actual in ring work goes. I think it's I think it's overrated. It's, it really wasn't a great. It wasn't necessarily a great time uh, for the in ring products. Whereas there were some guys who were very very good. There, I mean, there were a lot of crap matches. There really were during the Attitude Era, uh, and I think it's. Uh, I mean, aside from that. I think uh, it was it was it was a golden age, but but in terms of the the in ring stuff, it wasn't it wasn't great. Also, uh, storyline wise, I think that there is kind of that nostalgia factor when we look back and we think, oh, it was everything was so much better during the Attitude Era? You know, I've gone back on the network and watched some of that stuff in the Attitude Era. Some of those storylines were really terrible, and some of those segments segments were really terrible. I think a lot like, of it which ones, is man? Really which just, ones? Which ones? Uh, I mean, it's Katie, Katie Vick, and and some of the stuff with you know uh, Hunter. <laughs> and I mean, some of the, I mean, yeah, uh, some of the May, the May Young stuff. I mean, any anything involving like any of the women. I mean, with the with the lingerie matches and and the mud wrestling and some of that stuff was really terrible. Um, I think that there's a little bit of uh, revisionist history with with. Uh, the attitude era, as far as that goes, but I, I do think at the end of the day, of course, it was it was inc- incredibly popular, and then the ratings were good, and it was a golden age, but n- probably not as good writing wise as we tend to remember it being, and definitely nowhere near as good in ring w- uh, wise as it is right now. Yeah, but let let's not act like okay, I'm I'm playing advocate here, so let's not act like the the storylines you see now are like. 20 times better than than what it was back in the day because it's not you barely have any rivalries you barely have uh, I'm not know. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it's better right. I'm not saying that it's better now than it was then I'm, mm. I don't think it's that great now but I also think it wasn't it wasn't as good then as we as we think it was you know because we have we have we we kind of put the attitude era on a, on a on a pedestal you uh-huh. know it's like oh the attitude era it's kind of, it's like our childhood it's nostalgia True. but if you actually go back and watch raw during that era it was nowhere near as good as as uh as we remember it being uh i did before we get to ram so i'm trying to figure out what other storylines back in the day that i can say you know what you know what that that was pretty garbage, but I can't. I not not off the top of my head, but like you said, the May Young stuff, and I think the one true thing that separates that and this era is, it, you know, it is the women how they're more portrayed as professionals and athletes and superstars and wrestlers, and um, compared to back in the day, lingerie, bra and panties matches. You know, it, 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 that that's the main difference I see from the era now. With the attitude era, um, 
But Graham, I, I go to you. Matter of fact, Mark, so so you have it properly rated? Like you you have it like right there, right? What do you mean? The attitude error. Overrated, underrated, think, or properly rated? I don't think it's I think it's I think it's adequately I think it's adequately rated overall. Mm. Uh, but I think it's overrated in terms of in ring and storyline stuff. I mean, remember when Val Venus had his uh, you know junk cut off by Kayantai? Uh, like these are the things that choppy, were happening choppy. during the Attitude Era. Choppy, remember, choppy. remember uh, Ro- Road Warrior uh, Hawk? They had the whole he was he was an actual alcoholic, and they actually had him they actually had him like being a recovering alcoholic uh, in, uh, in in storyline. I mean, these are some these are some terrible stuff that they, they were doing during that era. Okay, the the brawl for all. That 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 was uh you know, that was pretty uh <laughs> not good. <laughs> That's the best way I can say it. There was a lot of not good stuff. There really was. That's what I'm saying. It was a lot of it was a lot of bad stuff. But, but to we, me, we it tend was, to forget was... because the uh, because of the because of the the Stone Cold and the Rock right. and some of the the larger than life people that came out of it. But to me, it, it was always something different every week. At least they tried. Now we just, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's totally better. You know, we, we, we could get trapped in nostalgia. I get it. Because, you know, when it came out, oh, I was in school. I was in high school. I was in college and everything. But it just, at least they were trying different shit. Nowadays, Graham and Mark... Sometimes I feel like the effort ain't there. It's, it's just the same old thing, the same old rollout. You know what's going to happen in the beginning, the middle, the end. You know who's going to cut a promo in the, in the beginning, middle, and end. Your champions don't even show up. You know what's going to happen, who's going to win. You have these, these pay-per-views that uh, were three, three weeks away from Money in the Bank, and you probably know who's going to win all the matches. Back then, it, it was just different. Not saying it was totally better, but... At least from storylines and and rivalry, right? <coughs> like right now, who has the best rivalry on Raw and SmackDown? Graham, who has the best rivalry right now? And what what has been the best rivalry in the last five ten years? What CM that, Punk John Cena? Well, I mean that leads the list. It's certainly up there. I don't know if it's number one. That's what um, I'm saying. I mean, I think with there's there's been a lot of good feuds. But there hasn't been as many. Like, ah, John Cena and AJ Styles was pretty good, too. But I think it's more about moments and the stories they mm-hmm. tell, like with Daniel Bryan. Like, when they get it right, they really get it right. And it's really, really good. But the issue is that they're not capable. It's not that they're not capable anymore, because they certainly are. Mm-hmm. What, again, when they get it right, the shit is great. But they just don't. they just don't want to. They're just content with where they are. And they don't really feel the need to put forth the best effort. Because they have no competition. And when you're making fucking a billion dollars off of both your major league shows, then why even bother? You know what I mean? Why even bother putting forth a good effort? So, I don't know. I, I, I think that, to me, the whole argument of whether whether the Attitude Era is better, maybe in certain aspects, to me, it really just comes down to just, it's all subjectivity. It's like comparing vanilla to chocolate ice cream. It's like, really, whatever suits you best. It's really whatever you like. Right. Because some people might hate the Attitude Era because they find a lot of the storylines to be shit. But at the same time, like you said, Randy, you might find it a lot, you might find it to be a lot more exciting and different than today's product. But if you like matches and in-ring action more, this era blows that era out of the water. So it's really all a matter of what you like, I, in my opinion. I think for me, we, we all we all do it. But like we all tend to be in the prisoner of the moment where 
whether it is wrestling, whether it's movies, whether it's music, whether it's basketball. You know, right now we're in a conversation where people are saying LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. People are saying that there is a conversation going where Beyonce is better than Michael Jackson. There is a conversation where this era of wrestling is better than the Attitude Era. There yeah. is, there's a convo where this rapper is better than Jay-Z or Biggie. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out whether people are just sick and tired of hearing like, oh, this guy's the greatest of all time, but I like this guy. This guy's going to, you know, he can be better. Or they, they, they just want something new. They're tired of, people are tired of hearing Jordan's the greatest. People are tired of hearing Jay-Z or Eminem's the greatest. People are tired that the Attitude Era might be the greatest era of wrestling of all time. People are tired of, you know, they want LeBron to be the new guy. I think we're all prisoner at the moment. People are saying the Avengers are better than the fucking Dark Knight. And it's like, it's good to have those conversations, but why are people so quick to really break down something that's been great or characterized as great and for to usher in something brand new? Like, why are we, why are we in such a rush to say something right now is better than something that happened 20 years ago? I don't know. I think, I think people just have a hard time of, for, of enjoying stuff for what it is. I don't know. The whole compare and contrast thing doesn't do a lot for me. Just enjoy it for what it is. Just take away the positives, and I don't know. I don't know. That, that that's just the way that I look at a lot of things. But I don't know. I like the product. I'm not saying WWE. I'm not a fucking homer for this company. Like, oh my god, everything they do is amazing. But I do look at a lot of this stuff. I'm a big supporter of the brand split, and I think without the brand split, with the talent depth that they have, this company would be far worse off. I know Raw and SmackDown aren't exactly exhilarating television every single week, but with this much talent. You can't not have a brand split. That's the whole reason why they brought it back. Otherwise, you have to fire half your roster. It just makes no sense. So I, I don't know. I mean, again, again, the current product is not great. And I know you're comparing it to the Attitude Era, Randy. Mm. But you got to go back five, ten years. You go back to fucking 2009, 2010. That was the drizzling shits compared to today. Mm. It was awful. And maybe just people weren't complaining as much just because Twitter and Facebook and stuff wasn't as prominent as it is today. Mm. But it's like there was a time when I could not care less about wrestling. At least now there's some stuff to pick away from, not only just in WWE, but in NXT, New Japan. Um, There is more alternatives to wrestling. Wrestling is in a better place overall now than it has ever been. So it's easy to kind of look at the current Raw, like a terrible episode from Raw on Monday and say that wrestling's in a terrible spot. But it's right. really not when you look at the bigger picture and, um, you know, look at the fact that we have NXT, we have Impact, we have Ring of Honor, New Japan, right. Lucha Underground's coming back in a few weeks. It's really whatever floats your boat. Wrestling right now is in a pretty great place in terms of uh, just uh, in, in terms of all the alternatives that you have to WWE if you don't like if you know, if you don't enjoy the every week product. And to me, before and, uh, I'd also yeah. like to add to Randy, and I, I think that you're you're not you're not wrong. There are people who have recency bias. And they and they think that things that are you know happening in the moment are, are better than before. But right. there are also people who have that well back the, that well back in my day bias as well, where they think True. everything that happened when they were growing up and that nostalgia, they feel like that is better. Uh, that 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 is also very prevalent. So there's kind of the two the two sides to it, and really the truth is somewhere in the middle. And you know what? To be fair, you know, 2018. Let's say the last ten years, rivalries. There was CM Punk Cena, 
I did like Seth and Dean Ambrose for a little bit uh, with the whole Hell in a Cell, and, and, and they kept going at it, uh, at it back and forth. Um, Daniel Bryan and the Authority uh, was a major, major rivalry. That that the rivalries that lasted more than a fucking week. You know, honestly, honestly, this is more recent. I forgot. I, I'm surprised they forgot this before. But and this might be just me. Okay. But I thought Roman and Braun was amazing. Was very good and really put Braun on the map. And the matches were a lot better than they should have been, though. But that was, was easily one of the best feuds in the last five years. But I, I, I combat you with this. What was the main? What was the main? Um, not, not highlight. What's the main memory you have of that rivalry? That, that does it stand test of time? Where compared to Daniel Bryan and, and and the Authority, or compared to CM Punk pipe bomb with John Cena, or I, I think yes, because I think because it put Braun on the map, the ambulance stuff, and the fact that he was killing Roman every single week. Again, Randy, we just talked about it, the whole thing with Raw every single week, feeling formulaic and yeah. just the same shit every single week. Braun was and still is one of the hottest acts they have because you always look forward to seeing what he's going to do every single week. And during that point specifically, when he was tipping over ambulances, throwing chairs at Roman out of nowhere, it's like, holy shit, this guy is so much different. He was the clo- I mean, people are going to lose their minds over this but he was the closest thing that we have to stone cold steve austin he really well really was and really is despite the fact they don't really give him much to do and he's the kind of the more, one of the more directionless people they have that's not his fault but um i don't know he, he's really just uh one of those larger than life's characters there's so many people out there like who hate johnny gargano and fucking all these other indie darlings because they look like everyday people well mm. to those people they have braun Strowman because the guy's Fucking, uh, he's uh, he's a monster among men. He's exactly what his nickname, you know, uh, tell, tells him that he is. So I don't know. I just think there's a nice variety of talent right now. And to be fair, before I let Mark go, um, we'll talk about recent. Where know, am I? Where am I going? Where, you, where are you sending before me? Before I let you talk, um, <laughs> uh, the Miz and Dolph, like two years ago when they were on SmackDown. That was pretty good. You know, talk about Dolph. You know, he wants one more chance and this and that. He can't be Intercontinental Champion. I felt that rivalry w- w- was pretty good. So, like, again, I'm not nitpicking. I-, I just wanted to bring it up because I think, like like Mark said, we're living in a time where, you know, people want new things right now. They want, it, they want everything right now. Information, social media. They want things to be done right now. And everybody has an opinion. And... We live in a, a recency bias where LeBron can have 50 tomorrow, tomorrow or, or average 40 in the finals but lose. And then people will still say he, he's the GOAT. And I'm like, how? I love LeBron. He, he's my favorite basketball player right now. But why are we jumping the gun to put him above Michael when Michael has all these accolades? And the same for movies, same for music, same for any conversation. I, I'm pretty sure Mark gets it where, you know, in the fucking UFC, somebody goes two and zero. Oh, oh, hey, they're better than Rousey. They're better than than, than McGregor. They're better than they're better than X Y Z. It's like right now everything has to be like we need to just sit back and just chill and like Mark, like Graham said, kind of enjoy what you're seeing in wrestling, in the movies, in the music, in in basketball, in baseball, whatever it is. But when it comes to, to this wrestling shit. People can see uh, people can see a, a match on Raw and be like, "Oh my God, that's a top five Raw match!" And I'm like, "What? Did you did you forget the last 25 years? Come on now." 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. There's definitely people like that because there's so, I mean, there's so much, right? It's hard to freaking remember. And also, like, in today's day and age, like, there's so many different things that we're looking at. We're looking at our phones and we're looking at, you know, our, our laptops and we're looking at the TV and, and we're streaming stuff. And it's it's easy for, I don't even remember what what I did, like, yesterday. You know, for Memorial Day weekend, I don't even remember. It's like, that's just kind of like the, the fast instant gratification society that we're living in today uh and and it's it's way different than it was back then and i think that's probably part of the reason why we remember the attitude era so fondly is because it was different then we we actually were sitting in front of the tv with our full attention watching these shows live there, there was no dvr you know there was no smartphones we had to we had to watch to know what was going on we had to watch and i think that maybe that's part of the reason why we're not as invested in, in today's product because I mean, maybe it isn't as good in some cases, maybe the writing isn't as exciting, but it's also, we have so many other things that we're doing, you know, that we're not, we're not just sitting in front of the TV for two hours. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're DVRing it and watching it later and fast forwarding through the commercials, maybe fast forwarding through segments we know we're not going to like. So it's just a whole different experience. It's a whole different era of technology which is, uh, I mean, which I think is, is is fascinating because, I mean, if you look at the ratings that WWE gets now compared to then, it's a sharp drop-off, a sharp drop-off. And yet, here they are making more than $2 billion over the next two years on, on broadcast because that's just the era we're in now where, where a live sports or live sports entertainment property is, is at an incredible premium. So it's just a different... It's a different era. There's, it's hard to compare uh, the same way with, with the NBA, Randy. I mean, it's hard to compare LeBron and Jordan because there are so many different factors involved in all, in all this stuff. Uh, the team around them, the era, the opponents, the, you know, the, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and, and, and it's basically, it's, if, if anyone's really taking these discussions seriously and having like a real heated debate about it and going all Skip Bayless and trying to get all you know crazy and adamant, it's silly. It's 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 entertainment. Period. That's it. No one should be getting all whipped up into a frenzy discussing two eras. It really is just. It should just be for fun. It's fun to talk about, but really, there's no right answer. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, before I let you guys go, uh, today marks 20 years since In Your House Over the Edge '98. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have no idea who's on this card. Me either, until I looked at it uh, two minutes ago. But I knew it was around this corner. So uh, as we do every every show, this is part of the nostalgia uh, part of the show. But um, Over the Edge, 98, in your house, eight matches. Let's see if you guys know who's on this card. LOD 2000 defeated the Disciples of Apocalypse. Mm. Classic. Um, Jeff Jarrett defeated. Well, that's 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 another one, Randy, to wow. to, to bring up uh, okay. some terrible attitude era storylines. <laughs> okay, so there was literally, literally, an all black stable, the Nation of Domination, against an all Latino uh, stable, the uh, Los Pariquas, yeah. against basically a, a, a white biker gang stable, the D the DOA, Disciples of Apocalypse. I mean, it was there was literally a race war. On, on Raw every week. I mean, that, that was, that was, hard. It was I mean, pandering to the lowest common denominator type stuff. Uh, you're right. Jeff Jarrett defeated Steve Blackman. Yeah. Cool, man. 
Uh, Mark Merrill. <laughs> Mark Merrill defeated Sable. Holy shit! Twenty seconds. Oh, man. This is what I'm saying, dude. This is why the hey, attitude hey, is not as amazing it, as people it, it, it must have been a great storyline, though. It had to. <laughs> it was, okay, it's a very <laughs> memorable storyline. The match has left a lot to be desired, and that's saying very little. Um, Justin Bradshaw and Takamichinoku um, lost to Kayentai. All right, we can forget about that. The Rock defeated Farouk for the Intercontinental title. Um, Kane defeated Vader in a mask versus mask match. The nation was that where Vader? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that where Vader like took his mask off afterwards and he was like, Oh, I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm nothing but a piece of shit. Was that that show? I think it was. I don't know. Here's here's, uh, that's all I know. Um, the nation, (laughs) (laughs) the nation defeated DX in a six man tag. And then we had Stone Cold defeated Do Love in a false count anywhere match. For the WWF Championship with Mr. McMahon as special guest referee. That's the only match I remember. I know Stone uh, Do Love went to hit went to hit Stone Cold with a chair and hit McMahon in the head with the, with the chair. Stone Cold stunned Do Love and then he he took uh, McMahon's hand and counted the one two three. That's I think Taker was I think Taker was involved when you know they had the Stooges and Patterson and Briscoe trying to be the referee. Taker came out pull the referees out you know then whatever so that's the only match i remember that was over the edge 98 i don't know if this if that pay-per-view is better than any of our recent pay-per-views but there you go gentlemen 20 years over the edge in your house mark what do you think have you guys ever seen that video online of uh of vader's eye popping out during a match in japan no. It was a match between Vader and Stan Hansen. I think it was I think it was New Japan. It might have been all Japan, but man, it is really disgusting. Sorry, you, you said Vader and it kind of just made me think of uh of what a what a freaking madman he was back in the day. I don't know. And, and you know, he's still he's still not even even in the Hall of Fame yet. That's crazy. Yeah, what the hell is taking so long? I don't know. He's, on, he's, uh, I think I saw recently that he was like not doing well, right? He was he was uh, he was having surgery, and I, I hate I hate that they that they wait for some of these guys to, to pass away to put them in the Hall of Fame. Like let let them let them have that, you know, before before they uh, before they go. I mean, it's, it's only right. Uh, as far as far as that car goes, I mean, it's kind of another one of those like, well, we're we're remembering the Attitude Era better than it actually was type of cards. That really wasn't all that sensational, now was it? Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, I greatly appreciate it. Um, again, you can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. You can follow Mark Remondi on Twitter at Mark underscore Remondi. I uh, did Mark a favor. I kept it under an hour. We're at the 58-minute mark. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried. But we, we, we got it done, man. We got it done. Thank you, sir. That's that's much appreciated. I gotta go get some food, maybe some tacos again. There you you go. know, last week I didn't end up having tacos. No, you got you guys screwed me out of tacos. How can you believe this? Because when we were done the show, I I I, I hung up and I went outside, and my girlfriend was like, "Oh, it's too late. I don't want to go out for tacos." And I'm like, "You sons of bitches, me? screwed me 
out of tacos. Not Graham, mostly you, Randy. <laughs> of course you, don't you had just me. read 75 fewer responses to that damn DX NWO question. I could have had some tacos last week. Instead, I got nothing. Nothing. Don't blame me, man. You know, we we, we, we got to give the, the, the listeners and the fans... They're, they're 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 15 minutes of fame, and we, we we have to we have to appreciate that. I mean, unlike you, you don't you don't you don't I think appreciate it was 15 that. minutes of fame in this in this oh, case. So what? Got a problem with it? I do have a problem with it. But I aired my grievances <laughs> last week, and I'm airing them again now. See, this you, is you, this is the airing of the grievances portion of the program. You wanted me to get you out under an hour. Now we're above the, 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 the hour mark. Look at this. Well, I don't have tacos to go to tonight, so. All right. Then then, then, then do something else. Uh, Mark Raimondi, Graham Matthews, always appreciate it. And next week we do it again. Thank you, Randy. All right, man. Peace. Take it easy.